guys, welcome back to another episode of Omnius Corner. We're back with the second of our degree workshops. As you know, this November, if you didn't know already, you should be following me at Omnius underscore corner on Instagram. This November, um, I've decided to interview several people regarding the degrees that they do and take a deep dive into what they're learning, how they got there, what the experience is like, and other factors such as representation within their field and the impact of coronavirus on their degree and so on and so forth. So today I have a very, 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 very special guest. Someone I've known for a very, 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 very long time. So I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. Hi guys, my name's Kristen. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm currently studying film and television production at the University of Hertfordshire. Um, even though uni wasn't my first choice, I'm really enjoying my course. I'm really loving the insight that it's giving me. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So before we get more into Kristen, her degree, um, what she's doing, how it started, all of that stuff. Um, The reason why I wanted to do this episode particularly, this episode kind of was the beginning of me beginning, this was the start of me thinking about doing degree workshops. It was because of my idea for this episode that I thought of all the other episodes, is because specifically I wanted to shine a light on more creative and practical degrees, not just um, the typical medicine, law, dentistry, Um, degrees that people regularly go into Um, and I've known Kristen since we were in secondary school and she's always been into performing arts drama Um, she's always been very artistic and creative so I really wanted a perspective of someone who is artistic and creative in higher education hence why we have this episode so Kristen do you maybe want to tell us a bit about yourself just in generally what qualifications did you get from sixth form and just a bit about your journey up until that you're at now. Uh, Sure. Um, So I started off doing drama GCSE and ended up going back to my um, school for sixth form, which didn't work out after a month I left um, because I was studying things I didn't want to study, like economics, (laughs) business. Mm. And I'm not that kind of person. I don't really like maths and stuff like that. then I ended up going to a sixth form in West London, which is very far from my home, but I made it work. <laughs> and um, I ended up getting on a course for performing arts and I did sociology as well. Um, so performing arts consists of singing, dancing, acting, and then learning the business at the end. Um, I've always been into the creative industry, I guess, like uh, when I was, how old were we? Like 14, maybe? When I was supposed mm. to be studying for English, what was I doing? Learning lines to be in a play <laughs> at the Young Vic. And people would yeah. ask me, and I'd be like, yeah, I haven't revised. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, so I've got all my qualifications. I passed everything. Um, I came up, I came out with drama at like a nine, which I was very surprised about. Um, and then I got an A star, A in performing arts, which wow. I expected, but I wanted A star, A star. I expected <laughs> that. Um, uni wasn't my first choice in what next to do because I've worked since I was about 13 so I've always Mm. kind of had a job and always had the income so I really wanted a degree apprenticeship but like you said there's not much in degree apprenticeships in general let alone in the creative industry it's literally just an apprenticeship 
And my mum has always had the idea, if you do it now, you won't have to do it later. And yeah. I know me that I'm over the whole learning experience. So I said, let me just push myself to do this one more time. I've basically done the rest of it. I'm at the last hurdle. Do it now. Get out of the way and then find a job. So um, I did search a little bit for some degree apprenticeships, but I found nothing. Um, so here I am at uni. <laughs> doing my best life, I guess. And yeah. being broke. <laughs> Because Kristen, um, you always, like, for as long as I've known you, you've always had some kind of job. Like, whatever yeah. it is, Kristen has always been working in any way. I mean, I haven't really started having a job until the last maybe year or so, whereas Kristen's been doing it for such a long time. Um, I think that's a testament to how, like, practical and resourceful she is. But, um, no, carry on what you were saying. Yeah, no, I actually have had a job for such a long time that this now where I don't actually have so many jobs um, is a breather for me. Mm. It's a great breather. Um, But yeah, so they didn't offer that. And then we have the whole pandemic situation. So the whole of pandemic last year, I worked every single day. I did like 30 Mm. hours a week. So I was having my mind somewhere else. I basically just forgot that. Hey, you have a next step to go. You have to do this now and Mm. whatnot, whatnot that I totally forgot and there I was stuck with just going to uni because I wasn't going to work full time um even though I had some great opportunities in the businesses that I was working for like being one of the youngest assistant managers maybe being one of the the youngest managers in the business I was just like you know what it's a great opportunity but not right now so I had a pause on that so yeah I'm at uni um I'm enjoying it Mm. I'm I'm a bit upset though, because I feel like the whole education system could have done a bit better. Oh, figuring we're out. Get, we're gonna get into it because, for real, we're gonna get into it. But first of all, I don't understand. Oh, I, neither do I. First of all, what I'd want to do is talk about the practical steps. So, here on his corner, as you know, we're all about practicalities. We're all about explaining to people how do you, what steps does it take to get to the point where you're at. So if you could maybe give us, you've given us an overview. If you could give us a more zoomed in um, view of the application process from maybe let's say year thirteen, you're making the decision of applying for uni. If you could give us details on the application process, your personal statement, did you have mm. to undertake any volunteering, any work experience? Um, just tell us practically what it entailed to get to the degree from year 13 to where you are now. Okay, so depending what kind of creative industry you want to go into, um, mm-hmm. it's very different. So if you want to go into the creative industry in front of the camera, you've got to do so much more to get into a good school after Mm. year 13 whereas if you're going to go behind the camera it's literally about picking the right university that provides the right opportunities afterwards for you because the industry is so hard to get into because you now are a freelancer and not a lot of people have experience in being a freelancer how do Mm. I promote myself how do I go what what not and whatnot so yeah not a lot of people have experience in being a freelancer so it's all about learning that as well and they kind of teach you that at uni and stuff like that but um so once I ended when once I got to year 13 I did my personal statement obviously from year 12 kind of I started it but my advice for personal statement is send it to as many people as possible 
Like you need to do about 20 drafts of a personal statement, in my opinion, because absolutely, literally it's editing, 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 this mm-hmm. in, out, in, out. And because they want it to be so specific in terms of like its requirements, it's better to have like 12 people that probably come from your industry and like two people that don't read through it and give you as much feedback as possible because you want yours to be perfect so you can stand out, especially if you're going to apply to the top universities. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are going to be in front of the camera, it takes so much more work. So obviously I did performing arts, so I was with a lot of people that wanted to go to RADA, Lambda, all those kind of schools. And mm-hmm. um, the audition process is a lot. You need to find money for the auditions because they're not free. And mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you're, piece that you're presenting is 10 out of 10 and I feel like you only get that with experience so yeah. I say you do experience any opportunity that comes up don't be hesitant to not take it because it will teach you something for later on in life um yeah. I basically started my experience when I was 14 okay so I was doing stuff at the Young Vic from when I was about 10 11 in general, like workshops. Workshops are amazing, by the way. Do workshops. All the workshops you can possibly find, do them. Like they may be the most tedious things ever, but do them. They're gonna you wanna meet so many people, you're gonna learn so much more information. It is very necessary and vital that you do workshops. Because without workshops, you're not going to get an insight into anything. You mm-hmm. might get to talk to someone, but they're not gonna give you that full insight. Um no, absolutely. Yeah, like they're definitely not gonna give that to you. They're really not. I've experienced that firsthand. But um, Mm -hmm. I started at the Young Vic when I was about 11. I stopped for a really long time. And then my mum used to push me a lot to like take auditions and do auditions and stuff like that. So um, I did audition for a play at the Young Vic called The Suppliant Woman, which um, was amazing. Yes, I remember. Yeah, such a great experience. (laughs) I will never forget that. That was my first big show, I guess. Mm. that my break um <laughs> but yeah it was an amazing experience I met so many young ladies that were in the business so many young men that were in the business that was that would definitely help me on in the next life and I still see them today and I hear what they're trying to do and stuff like that and it's like we can both give each other advice and give each other opportunities and that's that's the thing you need be mm. nice people forget that you have to be nice first impressions count so sure. much and building like, up a, mm-hmm. a community of people around you who you can interact with and lean into. You help them. They help you to get to where you want to go. Yeah. People forget that because they're like, oh, people don't want to help me because they're already in the industry, stuff like that. And mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. They may not want to help you now, but let me tell you something. They're going to help you later. That exactly. You need to understand when the right time is to be nice to someone and get to know them ask them the most randomest questions if you need to like talk to as much people as possible so after I did my personal statement um mm. I did I think I edited mine about 15 times I was just <laughs> under my editing. um I applied for only unis that offered me a placement year afterwards because okay. I need a job I need like it's very I say this to people especially if you're going to go into something creative if it doesn't offer a placement year do not take it because you're going to be lost like a lamb I see so could you maybe just give us a bit more so what what does a placement year consist of in the creative industry so uh, depending what you go into so obviously I do film and television now instead of like drama but um, Mm -hmm. placement years 
literally consists of you going to work for a company. So here um, I get offered either Warner Brothers, BBC, ITV, the HBO, wow. all those kind of people. Um, mm. And you literally, you go into the business and you learn so much. You learn how the company works. You learn if you want to be a producer, an editor, a director. You learn, oh, what to do next if you don't make it here or what kind of shows you want to go into. Obviously, I'm doing film and television, so I need to decide at one point which one I want to do, that yeah. kind of stuff. And you get paid. Wow. And you get paid. Yeah, <laughs> which is always going to be a bonus. Exactly. And you learn mm. you learn a new country. In my, so pray to God for me, everybody, that um, I get Warner Brothers. That's the one I'm going to go for. Um, mm. And that's in America. I want to learn somewhere new, like especially fresh out of university I know nothing I haven't been in the business for that long but being somewhere like Warner Brothers will open up so many opportunities for me and I keep telling people opportunities is the way forward without opportunities you're not going to get anywhere you need to open your own opportunities seriously especially in this industry this industry is one of the hardest industries like a lot of people will think oh no it's not but let me tell you something 99% of actors are out of work most of the year yeah they don't make it's it's inconsistent. The ones we see are the one percent of people who it's really going well for them. They're yeah. they're working consistently. I completely understand that. And even when they're not working consistently, they're like either doing promotions, they're in adverts, they're they're doing yeah. something that will provide their income. Mm. No, definitely. Yeah, I always that makes tell sense. people opportunities is literally my way forward. So um I applied for all unis that gave a placement year uh, so mm. that I did Southampton, Hertfordshire, um, Bath Spa and like two others but I can't remember what they were one of them rejected me because I didn't have enough experience in the field okay like oh hello what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean I don't have experience I'm very experienced <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> understand now why um I got rejected especially now doing the course I understand I 110% understand why I got Mm. rejected um but yeah I got rejected I had the choice between those I had an interview with Bath Spa like she's the lady just spoke to me and just wanted to know why I wanted to do the course and stuff like that you have to be prepared for things like that because if you're not Mm. prepared you want to know and you don't want them to that's one thing you do not want them to know is that how unprepared you are. I can waffle my way through anything, and I think that's the best skill I think I have. <laughs> like I like I always tell people this, and they're like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, like, here's a prime example. I mm-hmm. was never on my work like you guys were, and if we had like, I don't know if you remember when everyone had to do the Mallory Blackman thing, you would oh. read her. We would read all her books and then you had to write, like, you had to do, like, this book on all reviews. The review yeah. and all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, I didn't finish that ever. I waffled <laughs> my way through that. I just want everybody to know, I waffled my way through And she, do you know what she said? At the end of that, do you know what she said? Hmm. All of you were un- unprepared except for Kristen. And Kristen hadn't even finished. <laughs> Some of these people had finished and I wasn't even finished. Yeah. That's why I'm saying waffling will get you so far in life. It, it does. It, it, I can't lie. Talk. <laughs> prepare, but talk. talk as well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely prepare, but talk as well. Um, but yeah, I had, I have a lot of cousins and stuff that are in the industry, so I kind of use them as well to help me with like course questions and stuff like that, and mm. figuring out if I wanted to do film and television because 
the only reason I chose film and TV right now at this stage is because I've done so much in front of the camera that I wanted to learn behind the camera. Yeah, and yeah, that makes sense. I was at a point where I was just doing musical theatre stuff and I don't sing, I don't like, I like, I love musicals, I don't like to be in musicals, it's just <laughs> not me. The, yeah. the people that come with being in the musical theatre industry is just not mm. me, just it's my personality. So I was like, no. I'm going to stop now with the whole acting thing and let's go behind the camera and see what I can do there. That's the only reason yeah. now I'm in film and TV and um, I'm really enjoying it, actually. Um, That's really good. Yeah. So after I chose my two, which was Brunel and Hertfordshire, which ones to go to, I, I chose close to home because yeah. obviously we're in a pandemic. I don't know what's going to happen. I want to be as close to home as possible just in case I need to go home. And yeah. If I don't like it, my house is only 20 minutes away, which is amazing. Yeah. So um, I ended up choosing Hertfordshire just because... Why did I choose Hertfordshire? That is actually... Why did I choose Hertfordshire? <laughs> I think my my cousin's boyfriend went here and um, he was telling me how amazing it is and how even after he left, about like four years he had left from university and they still called him to see how he was doing if he had a job if he needed help oh, stuff wow. like that yeah and those are the things that really stood out to me because we're in a cold world and people mm. are not going to help you free-handedly and you need to help yourself and I keep saying especially in this industry but no one understands how tough it is until you're in it that this industry yeah. is ruthless you you have to do everything you've got to bite people you've got to claw at people you have to do everything mm. to get where you need to get because there is a lot of money in TV and film, but, mm, but it's also very competitive. Yeah, people are not willing to give so easily. Oh, but, um, yeah. yeah. So I ended up choosing Hertfordshire uh, just because of that, and I love the placement it offers at the end. Uh, I moved away from home, so I was even more excited about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got, had my teacher help me quite a lot because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I had my teacher help me quite a lot. Mm. You, need, you need that. Build a bond with teachers, especially now, because you need people to help you because I feel like without the people, I would have been lost. Yeah, no, definitely. You need especially now because I wanted to make a big change. I was going to be lost. Yeah, no, definitely. What I wanted to ask quickly was, so your performing arts, what qualification was that? Was that a B-Tech or was that an A-Level? So no, it's it, they call it a C-Tech, but it's worth two A-Levels. Oh, yeah it doesn't fall under the b-tech thing because it's not a b-tech it's like a c-tech but um yeah some b-tech c-tech thing um but it's worth two a levels and um they do it obviously in distinction and stuff like that so I just kind of converted to what I got um in normal terms so people understood um yeah so I did that with sociology um Mm. but I kind of wish I didn't do it with sociology I feel like Okay, if you're in year 12 and you've kind of picked, they give you a week at the beginning to, like, make a different decision if you want to. Yeah, to to change. If you're going to do performing arts and you don't know if you want to do, like, drama or whatnot, whatnot next, or you do kind of know what you want to do next and it's in drama, do English literature. If you do Mm. performing arts and you know you want to be behind the camera like a producer, editor, do something in media. I chose something completely random because I went to a different school for the first month and I was enjoying it. And then I went to this school, the new school, and I hated it. I completely hated it. Mm. I, I just about passed. Um, 
for sociology and now I'm here I've realized that it was the wrong move for me because all these people have either knowledge in media knowledge in something or knowledge in film from beforehand and I don't have any knowledge so they're saying things and I'm like yeah yeah and all the classmates are like yeah and this and this and this and this and this and I'm like "Mm -hmm. I understand yeah yeah like okay I understand but like huh so Where, you would have preferred to have that media grounding before now doing yeah. film and television. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It, it helps you. It helps you in terms of everything becomes ten times easier, and you kind of need that in the first year. So mm. I'm here now, and uh, my flatmates they do bigger things like radiography and stuff like that. And mm. sometimes not I, bigger things, just different things. Not no, it's in my it's bigger in terms of content and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I listen to some of their lectures and I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's not what I do. I sit yeah. and the guy talks about. So how does the sound in this make you feel this way? Or why did they use mm. this? And watch this video and tell me what's happening and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I don't have half of this, but this is amazing. Are you enjoying it though? Are you having like fun doing it? I am. I I really, 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 really am. Um. Don't get me started on the Zoom lectures. They're just not for me. But <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, I really am enjoying it. My course is very informative. It's really helped me understand, especially being someone new behind the camera, where I want to be behind the camera. That's mm. the key. You want to be behind the camera. And um, yeah, it really helps me with the industry. I like. So some of the so some of the courses are sound and editing, story and script, history and context, and then we have like a camera class and stuff like that. So yeah, um, so we have the, those four classes there, and it really does help to make help me understand behind the camera itself. So I know for a fact already I don't want to be in editing just due to the editing classes that we're having. I kind of know mm. now be a director or a producer, depending if I choose film film or television because they're t- two different things. But yeah. Um, yeah, so the the course itself is amazing. And I know at the end, I'm going to be very happy with what I've done in my years here. Um, yeah. I can feel it already. And that is a positive start. If you can't feel that already, you need to either stop, read some books about your course or do something to help you understand your course more and then go back to help you feel like this is, by the time I finish here, this was the right decision. For this me. is worthwhile. Because, I feel engaged yeah. with it yeah like even though I literally sometimes sit at my lecture or I sit at my zoom call and I'm just there like 9k 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 (laughs) I'm spending 9k to listen to this woman talk to me or I'm spending 9k to read a powerpoint I could have read by myself but I know at the end it'll be all worth it and that is what you need if you don't if you don't have that Mm. you need to stop and read something go somewhere talk to someone and come back to really to really re-engage with it even sometimes like this sounds really really silly but um even with so i've started studying medicine this term and um sometimes there are days when you feel really demotivated the content can be really heavy you might not understand it or it's just one of those days where you're overwhelmed with pre-recorded lectures as you've heard I don't like pre-recorded lectures um (laughs) but it's the fact that you have something that you can draw on that says I this is what I want to do or I enjoy this for example for me 
it's an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Like, it sounds so trivial and silly, but I'm just watching it and I'm like, I would love to be a doctor. And it kind of reinvigorates and reminds me, or sometimes I'll hear words in Grey's Anatomy, I'm like, that was in my lecture last week. So it's the small <laughs> things that keep you, like, motivated to, um, to keep going. So, Kristen, you've told us a bit about the degree, some of the things that you, some of the, the sections that you've started. Um, is it what you expected or is it slightly different? So it's not what I expected. Um, mm. And I find my lecturers saying all the time, oh, without COVID, we would have been doing this or we would have been doing that, we would have been here or we would have been there. And I'm like, oh, I wish I was there doing that, doing this. Because it's a very practical like, course. It is. It is, yeah. but um, I only have one face-to-face and that's to learn how to use the camera itself and to do some shooting and stuff. Um, but yeah, the rest of it is online and wow, mm. <laughs> it really counts for who your lecturer is. It really, really mm. counts because mm. if you don't have a good lecturer, you are in the woods with this one. So difficult with online. It is. It's really, loads of people say uni is about like independence and and self and and self-motivation. But the fact that it's online makes that even more of a factor. Like you have to roll out of your bed to your desk. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. Literally. Sometimes I don't even get out of bed. That's how bad it is. Sometimes I don't even get out of bed. That's the confession I will make. (laughs) (laughs) You just can't, like, I literally cannot dr- rise from this bed. I'm just grab my iPad and just do it in my bed instead. Exactly. It just makes my life easier. Um, the whole thing where I've away from my bed, so I actually have to get up to turn on the yeah, light. To, and that turn, will turn, Yeah, no, that's a good idea. So um, the next question I have is, you've obviously... Is it's regards to your plans after your degree. So you've already spoken about your placement year and where you see that taking you or what you'd like to do. But do you have any view slightly further into the future of where that placement year will take you or what you think your eventual goal is? Obviously, this might change, but at the moment, where's your mind at? Um, so this is like maybe my fifth time doing a five-year plan in 2020. <laughs> so my performing arts course requires you to do a five-year plan um, for one of the exams, and it has to be mm. a good five-year plan. Um, mm. And you get people in, in your class and they go, yeah, I'm taking a gap year for five years. Like, I can't handle this no more. And I'm like, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But um, yeah, probably after my placement year, this is one I did recently, actually. Um, after mm. my placement year, I would maybe try to get back into acting if the whole director thing isn't working out for me, slash producer thing isn't working out for me. Because mm. I do enjoy acting so much. Um, like, yeah. for example, I knew I kind of missed it. I had a job the other day. Um, I was a PA on a set the other day. And um, I was watching the acting and stuff like that. And obviously the director's, I knew the director and I know that they don't have a history in acting and stuff like that but they have a history Mm. in directing and I'm just like thinking she's like yeah do this in the acting section and the girl's not doing it and I Mm. feel like marching up those stairs and being like 
And this is what you've got to do, darling. You've got to turn and you've got to run, okay? And the yeah. facial expressions, they're okay, but they could be better. They, like, could, be I better. Know, they could be better. Like, I, because I've acted for so long and I've been mm. around so many different people in the industry in the whole acting thing. I, kn- I know what 10 out of 10 acting looks like. Mm. I've been to some things and I've been like, wow. If I could act like that, whoa, I would be somewhere else. Honestly, but yeah, um, I remember when back. you were in that play that you did at the Young Vic and you just loved it. It was all you talked about, I remember. Oh, it was, do you know what it was? And it was ex- an experience of a lifetime. And what made it even mm. better was we got to study it in drama. In, that was, oh, really? Yeah, we, it, was, it was about, so when we did the GCSE, it was about my play. So I had a bigger insight into it because you you yeah. activated it oh that's so yeah cool. it was oh I just loved it the best experience ever but um mm-hmm. if I don't go back into acting um or the placement year works out really well I'll probably be be a director um I'm not sure yet which one I want to do film or television I'm mm. more towards television just due to by the jitting and how yeah. competitive it is because people that make films people normally go to films because they provide more money yeah you hear about shows that one episode, they get a budget of $5 million. And you're like, what? Mm. Like, people think that's just like, people hear $5 million, they go, oh, that's all right, that's a little bit millionaire. But in TV, that is like $100 million. Yeah, it's a lot. Television people don't get that kind of money for an episode. Mm. Um, if anything, if the whole going to a different country thing works out and I enjoy it, I'd probably buy my fourth year, we'll come back to London, see if I can get a job here. Because obviously, this is my hometown town and I do plan on buying a house in London first before I buy a house anywhere else mm. um but that that's my so like I don't know if people know but if you are listening and we do know each other you guys knew that um I never had a end career goal I kind of just had mm. an end goal like the rest yeah. of our class probably had an end career goal and I just mm. had a, my goal is to buy a house by the time I'm 25 so I know I have to be strict yeah and I surround my people with, I surround myself with people that are strict in their mindset as, as well. So like, mm. I'm only, so I just turned 19 and um, I'm trying to get my credit score up. What 19 year old do you know is trying to get their credit score up? It's true. Like you don't, you don't hear, oh, what, what, what are you trying to do in your life right now? Me, I'm like, get my credit score up, uh, earn back mm. all my savings that I've had to spend be, while being at uni and doing this, this, and this. No 19-year-old's yeah. going to tell you that. No 19-year-old's going to tell And in a way, it's because we're not even taught to think in that, in that way. Yeah. I'm very upset, actually, by the education system. Because oh, for sure. I'm not trying to be funny. Learning which way water flows in a plant is not going to help me when I need to buy house. It's not going <laughs> to help me. Like... I could have been doing something so much better with my time for the last maybe mm. seven to nine years. And I feel like I've wasted it because I learned how, which way water flows in a plant or <laughs> I learned something I don't need to know now. So <laughs> no, I'm very upset. I'm very, very upset. No, it's and true. It is very, very true. The practical, like financial experience that a lot of us don't even, I mean, I was lucky enough to at Sixth Form do um, a course in, core maths which entailed a lot of financial interest mortgages student loans that kind of thing which gave me more of a grounding in finance which was so important just on a general life basis some of the most important information I've ever learned 
but um, so many people lack basic like financial liter- literacy, which is a really big problem. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. I've I've tried. So what I've tried to do is open up as many bank accounts as possible, and mm. so I read the fine prints and stuff like that to understand a bit more what you when you open an account, what do you get yourself into? Yeah, and what does the interest mean and stuff like that? And a lot of people don't understand. And yeah, it's, very, it's really bad. Yeah, it's, they just sign up for something and you're like, no, 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 no. You need to read the fine print because in the end of the day, when you need to pay back something and you didn't know, what are you going to do? What are you actually going to do? So you have to be practical when reading stuff. But yeah, that's my end goal. My end goal is to buy a house by the time I'm 25. Um, that's so amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. One thing I was even going to say is I definitely want to do an episode in the future on on just finance, financial literacy and all of that stuff, because I think it's so important. So Kristen, we've spoken about the application process, what your degree is going like so far. We've delved into a bit of your kind of future plans. So now what I wanted to ask you was, have you faced any opposition either from family, friends, or just in any in any situation to your choice of degree? Um, I, I think the the reason why I asked this question more specifically in your case would be kind of the fact that obviously there's the creative industry and sometimes there can be quite a bit of a bias towards it. Um, a lot of parents are not keen for their children to go into it. They think it's unstable, so on and so forth. So maybe just give me an insight into what the reaction and response was to you wanting to study this degree. Um, my mum is very open. Mm. And she she loves it more than I do, I think, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. She she she's she's a type of mum where she knows her children are supposed to be famous in some sort of way. <laughs> so she's she lives for it. She lives yeah. for it. Um she's oh, my biggest so supporter, to be honest. She yeah. helps me with everything, like uh from the auditions to finding me stuff to research. She will do anything just mm. to help me. And oh, that's um so nice. I don't think my dad even knows what I do or what I want to do. So (laughs) there's no opposition there because he doesn't even know. But he supports me in everything I do as well, just because he knows that I'm a very responsible and independent person and I can make my own choices and I think choices through. Mm. Um, My dad's more of a literal kind of person. So he goes by your actions Mm. more than anything else. So it's about how you handle yourself in certain situations, what you say in certain situations is how he conveys maybe his support in mm. that kind of way um my my family are in like the creative industry so I've got loads of cousins and stuff like that like one of my cousins she's amazing she did she was all uh, behind the scenes for the um too hot to handle on Netflix oh cool yeah so she did that she was on there she did um big brother at one point she's done oh, wow. um some of the game shows at one point on ITV yeah. and like that. So you have like an experience of, of that industry around yeah. you that's really cool yeah so like the the job I had the other day um being a PA on the set was for one of her cousins um and that's the kind of motivation I get from people like that so they're more than happy to have me on set and give me work and do stuff like that so I have a lot of positive energy around me um mm. But I, ha- I do know a lot of people where their parents are like, no, yeah. why? What, what is the creative industry? Why? Why do you want to do that? Like, are you not wasting your time, your talent, stuff like that? And 
I guess it's about being motivated. Mm. The more motivated you are to put things in place for yourself, the more motivated the people around you become. Yeah. Like, so how would you, would you yeah, if, if you came across someone who um, their parents or the people around them are not really encouraging them to go into this industry and they don't really know anyone in this industry what would your like main advice be to them what would you where should they go and get some of these opportunities what would your advice be to them so my advice always is experience find as much as possible online like there's workshops everywhere maybe not now in covid a bit a little a bit scarce but um mm. or there was workshops everywhere uh the young vic played a big part in like some of my workshops that i've done that helped me a lot BFI are really, 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 really good. They mm. come with the information that you kind of need. Don't limit yourself. Just because maybe the people around you limit you, do not limit yourself. Because if you limit yourself, you're not going to get far. And especially with the creative industry, there's more than one door. There isn't just one door. Like, you can get in from the back, the sides, above mm. you, below you. <laughs> you can get in from anywhere. You just yeah, need so to many different yourself routes. in front of that door. Yeah, um, talking. Talking is a big one. Because if mm. you don't well, they're never going to know. Like, I remember doing the audition for the Suppliant Women and um, there was these two other girls there. And they weren't prepared in terms of mindset. Mm. I was talking, but what I did to show that I'm inclusive in everything, it doesn't matter if the people are not there by mindset I would talk to those girls I would talk to the girls that were prepared I would talk to this person I would put myself out there and the more you do that the more you get noticed um Mm -hmm. and I've kind of had a few conversations with a lot of people that have like agents and stuff like that um and their biggest thing is people that listen to them so if you are going to find an agent you need people that listen to you because Without that, you're not going to get very far. And then you're going to have your negative people saying stuff on the side and you're just going to feel so down because you just don't know what to do with yourself because everyone is just not on your team. So Mm. find someone that is for you. If they're not for you, if they're not helping you in the way or they're not listening to the things that you want to do in your your creative industry, like it's you, it's your career, it's nobody else's except yours. And if they're not Mm. listening to any of that, then you need to make a change. Definitely. I completely agree with that. For sure. It's really important to be surrounding yourself with the right people when it comes to your degree. Um, So now let's talk about a big question that I'm keen for you to um, to tell me about, which is representation Um, and what representation looks like on your course and in your field in general just kind of maybe if you have any personal experiences or any examples that you've witnessed or just in general information that you know in terms of representation in film and tv production and the creative industry in general so when you did ask me this question just a minute the first thing I did was chuckle because (laughs) being black is beautiful but it is hard But it is hard. I feel like in every industry, black people are underrepresented in every industry. There's not an industry where they're overrepresented. There, there's not an industry. Mm. Be, be, be fair, there's not. But um, from my knowledge, I'm like one of the only black people mm. who 
everyone I kind of know or see in the face-to-faces and stuff like that, they're either obviously Asian, white, and I'm the only black person. Mm. I don't mind being the only black person, but then when it comes to like doing certain courses or certain bits of the course where it's like about black history or stuff like that, I kind of sit on the side just to hear what people have to say. Mm. Because it's like, hmm, I don't know you people. Um, I need to just hear what you have to say first. Mm. I think. Because I'm the only black person here and I don't want you to feel like you're targeting me because then mm. it becomes an issue. Mm. Um, so I kind of sit there quietly and stuff like that and then I let them say what they have to say and then I put my input. Mm. Um, I'm very outspoken, but I've learned that Sometimes silence is the is best, especially yeah. to hear what these people have to say. Because in uni, everyone's from everywhere, so you'll have yeah. people that probably never seen a black person in their life. That's or very true. They come from somewhere where they call it town because it's so small. Mm. Or like I have friends, they don't even they've never owned an Oyster card. Yeah. Simple, yeah. simple zip card they've never had. So we're very mm. different in terms of that. So I always listen to what people have to say and stuff like that. Um, in the industry, you it's very underrepresented, very, very, very underrepresented. Um, mm. but remember before, like especially TV and stuff like that, you need to remember black people were mocked on TV before they had mm. anything on TV. So, yeah. especially in American TV, not just in British TV, American TV, especially there, but. Mm. I feel like American TV have evolved so much compared to British TV, but, you know, what can we do? Yeah, that's a very interesting point. I think a lot of the a lot of the more representative shows that I'm watching today anyway are definitely American. Um, I think British yeah. TV still has quite a while to go in terms of... I don't um, blame them. I don't... Do you know what? I have to say this. I don't blame British TV. I understand that to make something very multicultural you have to have a budget or you have to have someone interested in wanting to provide the money for it. Yeah. Because if you don't have someone like that, it's not going to be good and then it's going to get so much backlash and people rather stay away from backlash than produce something that is amazing. That is very true. So I don't blame British TV and I think with Mm. American TV, because... They oh, so I've I've recently learned that American TV was had loads of commercials and the government controlled a lot of it and it was very kept in order until about mm. HBO came came about. Yeah, and HBO very diverse. Oh my god! Oh yeah, one of the best networks I think. A lot of the shows they produce are great. HBO, um, I've started to fall in love with HBO actually in the last couple of mm. weeks and um, I'm very happy. HBO, wow, like we needed you to come and set the stone for TV. Yeah, uh, they, they have something called quality TV. Like, so after the golden ages, they kind of have something called quality TV. It doesn't necessarily mm. mean that it's good TV, but they call it quality TV because it has more money, first of all, better technology, mm. second of all, and because it represents everybody. From the yeah. fact that if you're gay to black to muslim to da-da-da, all the kind of underrated kind of people in society it shines a light on them and that's what i love about hb you can find a show for everybody on there on there no for sure definitely that is so true it is very very representative i have one question it's a very yes. silly question 
Um, does your degree entail, do you get to like watch loads of TV and films? Because I just feel like, like that is so cool. Like, do you get to just watch stuff? <laughs> I don't want to downplay my course, but mm. <laughs> all I do is watch stuff. Oh my gosh. No, but it's so cool because you get to watch and be like, okay, they did this with the sound and they did this with the camera, which I think is so cool. Do you know what it is? Um, Like I said earlier, I wish I kind of had experience in media and stuff like that beforehand. Mm. But like my first assignment is to to pick a film of my choosing from the, they have a list and I picked whatever. And you've got to talk about it and analyse it and stuff like that. And it's a kind of like, you know, remember English? Why, 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 why? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. And, I'm just like, oh, I have to watch this film like five times. I've got to watch this film as an editor. I have to watch this film mm. as a sound director. I have to watch this film as a lighting director. I have to watch this film as a director. So there's different, like, yeah, perspectives. So, You're not just watching it for viewing pleasure. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I can watch it as an audience member if I choose to. But then if I do that, I've got to write loads of notes. Whereas if I watch it singly, as one person or try to think or oh, just about the sound in this moment or just about the in that moment um then it's a bit easier because then you can write a bit more and you can just focus on that one thing but it is mm. that's all I do is watch things and I always say to people if you are going to go into the industry remember my cousin told me this yesterday and I totally forgot you can't watch everything mm. you, you you genuinely cannot watch everything and I've said to her yeah like I have to be in a certain mindset to watch something like I've just started how to get away with murder and I've stopped. Mm. I've literally stopped. And I'm like to her, yeah, my mindset is so relaxed at the moment that I need to watch something with a bit of comedy in it. So yeah. I did Sister Sister, which has just come on Netflix. We thank oh, the cool. It's true. Oh. And um Girlfriends is on there as well. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You see, you see, do you know what? Yeah. That's one thing I'm loving about the Black Lives Matter movement. You see Netflix. Mm. Obviously, Netflix is a streaming um, site, but you see Netflix in America? Wow. Mm, Netflix for the black section is amazing. Like, my cousin gave me, um, I think it's called Leading Black Roles on Instagram. If you guys check it out, they basically... Yeah. Um, it's the called, whole black I followed them. It's yes, called Strong same. Black Leads. Yeah. Oh, it's a great page. page. I knew it was something. It's, it's a really that. good page. Mm-hmm. And that, you can tell the difference between English Netflix and American Netflix. We oh, don't have sure. enough multicultural black people in Netflix to be like, hey, we need a section like this where we just get yeah. out this. Literally. That is that is such a good point, actually. That is I will put that in the description box because it's a great page. It is. And do you know what's another thing? If we had a pay we had a like a section like that in English thing, in English Netflix, we wouldn't have to be at one point be like, oh, there's nothing to watch on Netflix. Because I'll always mm. have something. Literally, I will always have something to watch on Netflix. I'm very heavy on watching things with a multicultural cast. So, like, um, I did, I gave on me, guys, my, like, top 10 television film things. So, have a look through it. Um, yes. Yeah, I've watched um, things like Pose, which are very heavy mm. on the transgender community or the and the gay community having AIDS, the insights of having AIDS in, like, when it first came about and people were dying and people were very sick and stuff like that. Mm. like we don't have things like that now we have to really get someone that's so yeah like one of my friends here she she's black herself but she um 
she's never really watched black shows because she's never been able to find them. So I gave mm. her a list of my own and she was like, wow. I never this knew a whole new stuff. world, isn't it? Yeah, she's like, wow. I never knew there was so much great black television and films out there. Yeah. And that's something people shouldn't be saying. We have things like the Black Lives Matter movement, which is definitely playing a great part in our society in getting things done and stuff like that. And I'm very happy for what's coming in black television because shows like Insecure and shows mm. like those and shows like what what's another black show P Valley I watched P Valley recently actually because my mind's mm. been in comedy and been like there um shows like that and it's just like wow black tv mm. is amazing it really really is there's so much out there it's just making sure that we continue to shine a light on it produce it give it the attention it needs until the stories that need to be told, not the same recycled narratives. Oh, I'm tired of watching someone fall in love with someone <laughs> and them living happily ever after. I'm so yeah. tired. I'm so tired of recycled TV that mm. I try to watch so many different things. Like for me, I've watched quite a bit of TV that highlights um, the positivities of the gay community and the LGBT community. Like, mm. one of my favourite shows this year has been Legendary. You see that show there? Mm. I know that you may be busy, but watch it. Even if you watch one episode a week when you have free time, watch that. Definitely. It gave you so much li- Like, it gave me so much life, especially because I watched it during quarantine. I was like, mm. wow. I literally just literally said, wow. There was no... <laughs> wow. Even though there was... Wow. There was a few points that they could have changed or they could have done better. Mm. I just, wow. I want to be on that set. I want, like, TV like that. That is so cool, Kristen. That feeling of watching something and being like, wow, it is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're coming to the close of an amazing episode. This has been one of my favourite episodes so far. Um, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. This is so great, honestly, because I feel like um, Kristen being someone I've known for such a long time and to see her doing a field where it's so different to what I'm doing and I love hearing about it because I just feel like we're both ready to change the world and I think that that's so cool to me. And um, yeah, so the last kind of question I wanted to ask you um, less of a question and more like to get some information from you obviously there'll be loads of resources that Kristen has provided me in the description box but I wanted to ask you if you had maybe one top piece of advice that someone who's listened to this degree workshop can take from it in terms of a degree in either film and television production or the creative industry more generally if there's one thing you'd want them to take away what would it be? Um, I want to say something that that highlights how important education is, but not too much because, ah, what can I say? Um, Okay, I'm going to go with this one. It's about who you know and not what you know. Mm. Because they they can tell if you don't know how to do your job. And that Mm. can really tarnish your name and people won't employ you after that. So Mm. it's about who you know, not what you know, but also what you know. Mm. 
it's a hard industry, like I've been saying this whole episode, and I have to highlight how hard it is because people don't really understand until they kind of get into it and stuff like that. But um, who you know will get your foot in the door, what you know will keep you there. Will keep you there. Now, that is a good one. That I, I wanted to highlight how important education is because I've always said, like, people go, oh, but uni's not for everyone. And I go, I understand that, but it's an experience mm. you need to do. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's not now, it may be later, but it's an experience you need to do. And I understand that not everybody takes... I wasn't always the educational one in our group. I would rather sit there and watch something on my phone than look mm. at revision. You know me. You yeah. Know. I wasn't about that life. I was yeah. really not about that life. I was waiting to have a great time and live my best life. And everybody there was like, yeah, study, study, study. And I was like, what? Like, Christine, come on, come on, revise with us. I know, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, in a minute. In a minute. <laughs> I remember. But yeah, it is. It's definitely about who you know will get your foot in the door, what you know will keep you there. Cool. I think that is such an excellent piece of advice. Um, Kristen, I want to thank you so, so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. No, I want to thank you. Like, you don't understand. I'm so proud of Omie, guys. Like, no one understands. I've known her for so, so long. And thank we've been through you. a lot. I'm just so proud of her for having her own podcast at that. Because not everybody can do what you're doing right now. Let me tell you that oh, for a fact. Thank you so much. No problem, darling. You're going to be back on for sure. When I do that financial episode, you're going to be right there because we need hey. to talk about, talk about <laughs> the state of financial literacy. We really do. Um, Please tell me about it. We do. Um, so everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to the second of the degree workshops. Next week, we have another degree workshop coming and it is the one where your host finds herself sitting in it is the medicine and dentistry degree workshop so be sure to tune in for that um Kristen thank you very much and be sure to follow the podcast at omies underscore corner on Instagram and on Twitter I keep saying it I'm gonna say every episode until people get the vibes please follow me on twitter i have such a great twitter account um so that's all for today thank you so so much see you in the next episode toodle pip